This is Legends of the Gridiron, an inside look at the AFLL. Here's your host, Jamie Thomas. Hello and welcome to the first podcast of this 2022 AFLL season. As the big boys said, I'm Jamie Thomas. Every week we're going to do this, guys and gals, and hats off to the guys and gals at UFSS Sports, UFF Sports, for putting this together. Unbelievable scenario with eSports and the legends of the National Football League coming combining in that week one, eight games in the books. We're going to go through this quickly, and a reminder that Andy McNamara, the man who runs the football department at UFF Sports, will be my guest. I'll have a week guest every week, and we'll go over what happened the week before. So looking back at week number one, throwbacks over top of Beowulf, 42-40. The throwbacks win their first game with an impressive drive in the fourth quarter. They're up 35-34. Terry Bradshaw with back-to-back prices to Lance Allworth for the winning touchdown of the game. Game balls go to Bradshaw and Jack Tatum, the defensive back from the throwbacks. Elite 39, Valhalla 9, the home team winning again in this one. Johnny Unitas, man, it's been a long time since we've seen him throw a football. Looked great in this one as he ends up with a game ball in this football game. Wasn't sacked once, so credit to the offensive line of the elite in this one. 405 passing yards and two touchdowns for Johnny Unitas. Gino Marchetti. Heck of a game for the defensive line, registered three sacks of the ever-elusive Michael Vick, who wasn't so elusive on this day, along with a forced fumble and six tackles. One of the closer games from week number one. The originals knock off the Birds of Prey 27-21. So after the Birds of Prey had pulled within seven, thanks to a Josh Brown 39-yard field goal with 8.02 left in the third, fourth quarter, this is what good teams do. They drive right back down the field. That's exactly what the originals did. They went down the field with an 82-yard connection from Drew Brees to James Loft to go up 27-13. On the previous play, Brees had, was sacked, and he somehow survived the afternoon being sacked nine different times by the Birds of Prey defense. Emmett Smith, uh, one of three players to go over 100 yards. He had uh, 37 carries and uh, was a busy, busy man uh, and also had a touchdown for the Birds of Prey. Uh, Sean Taylor was everywhere this weekend as the originals defensive back put up a league best or not a league best. He had 18 tackles. There was a much better performance somewhere else, but Sean Taylor, uh, had one knockdown pass as well. Fury all over the time, bad. And it's 53 to six on their home field and Fury's goal heading into building their roster was defense first, which is, you know, a complete, We've, we've seen teams dominate in the National Football League because of their defense, and I found it very interesting to find when Fury decided to go with defense first, and they sack Fran Tarkenton 28 times. I, I, you know, Fran Tarkenton lost four Super Bowls, and he probably is not too happy about that, but cannot be happy with the fact that he was sacked 28 times. Uh, Dick LeBeau had seven sacks. Peyton Manning only had to throw the ball 22 times. I mean, why you don't have to do much more than that. Your defense is doing all the work. He had 381 yards and five touchdowns. So I love the fact that Peyton Manning has Randy Moss to throw to. Randy Moss uh, had some great deep ball throwers in his National Football League career with Randall Cunningham and, of course, uh, Tom Brady for the last part of his career. So Randy Moss almost goes over 200 receiving yards, had two touchdowns. Uh, Mike Singletary had six sacks, three tackles. Uh, for losses and one interception to seal the game or seals the game ball for him. 
EOD Demo Gods 40 uh, at the GOAT 72. This one a lot closer than the score in, indicates, but this was all about throwing the football, folks. High scoring game week one by far went up for 112 points, 1,473 total passing yards. Warren Moon, Otto Graham going back over, back and forth, pretty much forgetting about the running game. Uh, Moon had 590 yards and five touchdowns. Otto Graham, 87 passes for 883 yards and nine touchdowns. Just ridiculous numbers. Uh, at least EOD attempted to run the football with Warwick Dunn and Herschel Walker combining for 86 yards. Uh, Heroes FC, 64. Immortals, 37. The Immortals trailed this one 31 to 6 uh, at the half and then staged an incredible comeback. 24-point third quarter. And they must have forgot there was one more quarter because uh, with Steve Young and Heroes FC putting up 33 points in the fourth, LaDainian Tomlinson didn't go over 100 yards on the ground, had 65 yards on the score, but had, a had six catches and 129 yards and another touchdown. Steve Young, game ball on in this one, defensive lineman Mark Gassineau, who constantly was hounding Favre. He had three sacks, two forced fumbles, four tackles, and one interception. Diamonds 29, Hunters 26. The Hunters look like they would be yet another home team victor uh, to win on kickoff weekend, but the Diamonds stormed back in the fourth quarter with 13 points. Hunters handed the rock to Curtis Martin 61 times, 61 times for 175 yards, while Brian Westbrook responded with 48 carries of his own for 148 yards. So it's Emmett Smith, Curtis Martin, Brian Westbrook, the only running backs to go over 100 yards in week one of the AFLL. And the game of the week, called by Dan Esposito and Andy McNamara, uh, end up being Anvil's 32 at Fan Centric Frenzy 25. Uh, it lived up to the hype. Let me tell you, Randall Cunningham threw for 360 yards for the Frenzy, but he also had four interceptions. And a big reason why he had those four interceptions, folks, well, he was sacked 20 times, 20 times. And Randall Cunningham took a lot of hits and over a lot of years when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles, but uh, never took the pounding that he did uh, on the final game on Monday night from week one of the AFLL. So that's week one in the books. Uh, lots of excitement, lots of offense. Excited to see what week two has to come up with. But uh, we're going to take, we're going to go to the first interview on Legends of the Gridiron. We're going to start with Andy McNamara. And we're going to go over how this whole thing came to pass friend of mine andy mcnamara the man who runs this whole damn thing um listen week one in the books how how much of a relief to get this behind <laughs> you after everything and the whole build up and building this whole thing together how nice was it to get that first week in the books andy oh jamie well first of all everybody's helped to put us together it was a a massive undertaking but i think the most fun thing that i've done so far on the uff sports side because the whole build up to this was we're putting together the greatest NFL athletes from every era in their prime, no injuries. How does this play out? And I was curious to just see how did these, how did these players line up against one each other? Because, okay, you can have one of the greatest running backs, but what happens if you're going up against the greatest defensive lineman of all time? How does that all play out? So to actually see that, on the big screen, on the phone, on the laptop, on YouTube, on AFLL.live. Subscribe, by the way, folks. Uh, it was really, it was really cool to see how those, how those evolved and looked, and then also compared it to uh, how the the coaches and mm -hmm. the owners in the AFLL were calling their plays and the game plans they put together. So it was a really, really fascinating um, 
thing to be able to see week one play out. And, uh, you know, we got 15 more of them than playoffs. This is where I've, I've been along with you on this ride for a bit now, and I never got to asking you, how the hell did you guys come up with this idea to simulate the greatest players ever in an esports variety? And then just all the way, the just, I mean, we only have so much time here, but what was kind of like the genesis of this idea? Cause it is brilliant and we've seen it before, but not at this stature in the way we're, that, that we're doing it at UFF sports. Well, yeah. And the thing is, Jamie, there's a lot of, um, well, not a lot, but there's some where you can input data and see what the results were. You push a button and you see box scores. And you're like, oh, that's, that's neat. I come across those. And I said, well, wouldn't it be better if you could, could watch it? Like I can use my imagination, but yeah. I, I, I want to see Jim Brown run. I, I want to see Eric Metcalf. I want to see Reggie, you know, in video game form. And that's why. I'm so thankful we have the group at Access Football who's really customizing this. And the great thing is what we're seeing now in year one, we are in such a unique position because we actually get to tailor this gameplay and format for our league moving forward. So we want to see XYZ change next year, as long as it's possible by the, the video game and tech and computer guys. We can do that. Compare that to like a Madden where people you see complain online. And it's just like, well, guess that's just too bad. Right. <laughs> We get to change it and we get to have it. So it all came out of sort of being able to settle those old barroom arguments of, you know, oh, Joe Montana wouldn't have been able to, to throw that against player Y, you know, uh, how, how would Randy Moss be defended against a Jack Tatum, you know, and, and be able to have those type of conversations, but actually be able to say, well, you know, we don't have to ask the questions anymore. We can see it. That's what I thought was so cool about this whole format. What about calling the game of the week? I mean, it's, it, I remember during the, uh, the beginning part of the pandemic, uh, Mitchell Clinton, a guy I work with at Jets TV, we called simulated games uh, from EA Sports. And I thought, you know, what the first, at first I'm like, this is ridiculous. And it was, it was a make work project, but it was right. after you start doing it, I'm like, actually, this isn't too bad. Yeah. So, and it helped me get, well, it helped people realize that I could actually you know, be an analyst on the right. So it worked out, but you know, the whole idea of it does sound ridiculous. So now that I've done it and I appreciate it, what was it like calling it with Dan Esposito? Yeah. And you know what? I'm not a traditional esports guy at all. Um, when I first, my first thought with esports was when you were a kid and you went to the guy, your friend's house and they said, Hey, watch me play this game. That was the worst. I want to play. That's terrible. Right. Yeah. But the esports phenomena is so hot and such a thing. And being able now to, before I get to the game of the week, calling it to be able to just watch the games on AFLL.live on YouTube channel. Yeah. I was like, so this is why people love this. This is pretty damn entertaining. This, and I found myself getting into it like, oh, and especially when you see the names, when you see like Johnny Unitas throwing the ball, yeah. you know, players you wouldn't have been able to see most of us alive, never mind in their prime play, and being able to see that was so cool. So to do the play by play. It's a bit trippy at first because you're calling you're calling players. You're saying, okay, well, uh, uh, Reggie White off the line yeah. coming at Joe Monta. Whoa, you know, like it's like that's weird to say. You know, you're 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 making all these different Michael Strahan off the edge, and he he gets he stuffs uh, Walter Payton things yeah. you never thought you'd you'd be saying. So it was really cool, really interesting, and um, just being able to to do it with that live feel too on the YouTube live is really neat too. Cause as we know, Jamie, in the, in the business, if you're a broadcaster, 
there's taped, but when that light goes on, there's no feeling quite like it. Yeah, Anvil's winning uh, the game of the week, by the way, over top of a fan, Centric Fenge. The not many road teams won on opening week. A matter of fact, I count two as I'm looking over at the schedule. It, it, it's in the books now. And that now, is it satisfying for you and the rest of the guys at UF Sports that, you know, UFF Sports, that this is underway and, is, and maybe that pressure of, of this getting underway at, off your shoulders? Well, I, I'd say it's satisfying for the moment. You know, you kind of take, use that sports cliche, right, Jamie? It's like, yeah. okay, you take the 24-hour rule. You're like, all right, good. That's good. But now what you have to do is drink in, okay, we were happy, went well. The viewership was great. How do we grow that? How do we continue to yeah. build that? Um, also, what can be improved on the broadcast presentation? What can be improved on whatever else? So you take that 24 hours, you give yourself a little pat on the back, and you're like, okay, well, now we need to get better. And you get better each week. So it's really that you're sort of living that sports cliche of, of one week at a time. And really, you're only as good as your last last week and, and bunch of games. So it's it's going to be a constant evolution. But just to be able to see these teams, the logos are phenomenal, too. Yeah. They're just, just really cool uniforms and jerseys. We're going to have the American Football Legends League shop uh, up soon. So, you, you know, you can get your elite jersey and get your Valhalla, Beowulf, throwbacks, Birds of Prey, Bandits, Fury, all that good stuff. Um, all the teams shop is going to be up. So it's it's a constant build. It's, it's a lot of fun. Last one for you before I let you go is now that we're like, just where does this go next? Like, I, I don't want to look too far down the road, but I do because that's what mm -hmm. we're in the business of is how big can this grow? I know we're at 16 teams right now. Is it the plan to go to 32 next year or how does this league grow in the AFLL? Right. Well, the plan is to go to 32 uh, next fall, but in the short term, mm -hmm. some really exciting stuff coming, Jamie. I'll give you a little teaser. So there's not a, 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 a definitive timeline on it yet, but it's going to be sooner than later. We're going to be putting into practice e our own eSports American Football Legends League tournaments. And what, by that, I mean, we're going to take our teams mm -hmm. with our rosters, put it on tournaments, on Twitch, on our own UFF Sports Twitch channel, which is being built out right now. We're going to put that on there. And people now, anybody, not, not the owners, but anybody can jump into these tournaments and play for prize money, play for score and be able to compete using these athletes. And I think that's going to be the next evolution to get that mainstream look on us as far as, wow, I get to play as, you know, pick your player, right? I, I, I get to play as Michael Vick. I get to throw to Chris Carter. I get to do all this stuff. And you get to play as it with our teams, with our characters, using Access Football on that platform. So that's going to be really, uh, I think, interesting to see how that plays out. And also, of course, any of the live interaction that comes with being on a Twitch or a YouTube live. The best part, too, now is this podcast grows. This is week one, obviously, is we're going to have a lot of different guests going through here. Looking forward to yeah. talking to some former NFL players as this pod grows over the week. So congratulations to everyone that won week one. Andy, congratulations to all the hard work actually paying off. Uh, in the opening week of our schedule and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.